The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This podcast is powered by SportStrength. Your digital water cooler. Yo. Yo, yo, yo. Um. So, yeah, I had, I had put it in my mind that, uh, or I had manifested all day that I was going to come in here and be crazy because Pelicans was going to win this game. And at halftime, or at a point during the second quarter, I thought that that was really, like, bound to happen. But it didn't. Um, man, um, Miami Heat team, great team overall, came to the city, uh, got a got a win, 112.97, well, 112-297, CJ's first game. I mean, I'm sure y'all heard it all over the broadcast. Simply just didn't look to really have, have legs, look tired, especially in his jumper. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, we, you know, we got a lot to talk about, man. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know how far I want to I wanna really overreact, overreact over one game, rotation, so on and so forth. But, you know, I'm going to definitely let y'all get up here and, you know, say what y'all need to. Um Yo, man, we got a sponsor, man. We we got a we got a little sponsor, man. Um, shout out to Sports Drink. Um, I'll be honest with y'all, I don't know what the fuck Sports Drink do, I, and I, I I ain't gonna lie to y'all. They 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 hit me. We had a conversation, and <laughs> we, I'm gonna rock with them for a few months, man. But I have no idea. So look, if they, um, I don't know how often uh Andrew uh there's a guy uh, by the name of Andrew. Shout out to him for uh. He been on my tail for a little bit trying to figure this out. Uh, Andrew, I'm gonna let you know, man. Um, I get a little wild, and I know this is going on the bird, right? I ain't changing shit. <laughs> I ain't changing nothing. And especially, especially a night like tonight. I've been drinking pretty much since like three o'clock. This ain't the this ain't the day. So for those that hear this on the podcast or whatever, y'all hear a few curse words, you know, a few um a few niggas thrown in. I apologize ahead of time, man. But look, we about to. <laughs> I promise I do. But we gonna we gonna kick it and have a good time, man. Um. <laughs> so, um, Everett, I see your hand, man. I see your hand. Hold on, <laughs> Everett. You. You sound you you in the car, man, man? I gotta feed my kids. You know, I got six of them, so I gotta feed their ass. So yeah, I'm on my way home now. You legit have six kids? Yeah, bro. How old are you? Thirty-seven. Oh, okay. No, that that'll do it. God damn, man. <laughs> um, that's a that's a lot of kids, Hell man. Yeah, um, sh- shout out, shout out to you, man. Hey, um, shout out. <laughs> Look, um, yo, man. So there's a there's a lot to you know to unpack. Um, I don't know how far you know you look into. I don't know exactly at the end of the day what you you know a week from now we're still talking about you know game one. Uh, in the CJ McCollum experience and company, the guys that are here. Uh, but man, I, I mean, from I think there were 
a few things that, you know, as observers, fans, media, you know, you've seen it online, just now I don't even necessarily know if it's disagreement as much as just confusion about a few things, the rotations, um, I mean, the the dislike of the of the, the starting backcourt, right, with CJ next to DG. Um, yeah, man, I mean, at the end of the day, Miami, Miami's a really good damn team. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that as well. Like, I mean, we could we could talk about so many different aspects of this of this situation, this game, and um what went wrong, what went right. In the, the day, Miami came out with a hell of a game plan for a team that they had not seen. They didn't know what they couldn't tell you what the Pelicans was gonna come out with defensively, offensively. You know, they played well, they were efficient. And then you got the refs aspect of it, right? You know, where it just wasn't a even game called for a good majority of it. it just was some weird. It, 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 it just was weird with, you know, the way that the refs decided to call, especially in the first half. But, yeah, man, um, what's your biggest – what do you take the most from this game, if at all? That the NBA done fucked up. Let me tell you something. They done fucked – bro, they should have vetoed this shit because we're going to be scary fucking good. I am so hype about this damn team right now, bro. Let me tell you, just – I could tell that CJ was – Tired, he have his legs up under him. You can tell a lot of his shots were coming short. But, bro, when we figure it out, and then with Big Zeke, oh, my God. I'm so fucking fired up about this damn team right now. I'm looking at it. So, if you would have told me that the Pelicans, who are undermanned, because we, we, we had to be undermanned because Garrett Temple was playing. If we were undermanned, playing against one of the best teams, well, the number one team in the East, Against a coach that just got named to what the top fifteen coaches of all time, he just got named to that list. Against a team that's been playing together all year, the top three defensive team, and we're gonna go down to the wire with them while we're still trying to figure shit out. Man, they done fucked up, bro. We're gonna be scary good, and I am. This game, this loss to me, is more. I got more positive out of this game than negative. This game, oh my god, bruh. Every Pels fan should be so fucking high. Just seeing be able to dribble the ball and go get a shot is fucking amazing. But he was literally trying to figure it out on the fly. It was on the fly. That's amazing part of it, bruh. It's gonna, I'm so And shoot. Ever, you driving. Anybody who's hooked. Ever, ever. You, your team. Ever. Ever you turn into a robot, bro? You driving? You driving through a uh, through a tunnel? Or a bad a bad signal? I don't know what's going on, man. But you, oh, man, you sound like a robot. My, I just robot. got to my house. Uh, okay, right, man, you, you're going to you're going to get inside and turn the Wi-Fi on, man. All right, I right, hold on. Bet. Got you. Um, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move to rail, man. Rail, rail. I you were you were at the game, yo. Um, it looked. It looked live on TV, man. Like, like bring me, bring me inside the arena, man. Why, you know, how did it look? How did it feel? You know, what I mean, you, you know, how were the fans? You know, what I mean, witnessing, uh, which you know, for pretty much all of us was just a, it was a big moment, um, and something that we all wanted to see and have been anticipate. Um, yeah, man. I would say, I'm, I'm not gonna say it was hype as as Zion's first game, but it definitely was matching the level of Boogie's first game. Um, it seemed like, you know, for a 6.30 game, you know how people be getting in there late. Uh, for a 6.30 game, I feel like people was pulling up, like, extra early. Um, it was it was pretty hype in there. I mean, anytime CJ got the ball, you could just feel the energy buzzing. Um, anytime 
you know, anytime anybody was going up for a shot, you know, him or like Devontae, it was just like, ooh, like, you know, the, the energy is like building. Um, so it was it was really exciting to like to be in there. And it's just like, you know, the beginning of like another like little new era inside of this new era. So uh, it, it was pretty exciting, man. So, you know, what's funny, like CJ's game tonight, it, in a lot of ways, it reminds me of Jonas's first game um, as a Pelican to start the year. Where, you know, um, now in this case, this particular situation is a little different, right? Because, you know, CJ just looked, just looked tired. Like you could tell his jump, his jump shots were short, free throws were short. Like the legs were not there. And Miami did a, yeah, Miami did a really good job of, you know, blitzing him when, you know, especially when, when BI was out of the game, um, forcing him to get the ball out of his hands, forcing other guys to beat him. But, you know, I feel like, and even AD said it on the broadcast, like he wants to see him in this team Saturday when CJ is adjusted to, I mean, we got to remember he, he just got into town less than 24 hours ago or, you know, whatever. I want to say he got in around like midnight or something. I think he said. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot, man, to, you know, who knows? I mean, he's been probably, he's been on his feet pretty much all day. And then, oh shit, I got to play a game at 630, my first game. Um, you know, it's a lot to adjust to in a little period of time on, you know, on top of trying to figure out, where do I fit in? How am I going to fit around with these guys? He, and, you know, and I think he did a really good job of adjusting. Man, he really didn't take, you know, he didn't take shots. You know, you know, you know, you could tell one would go in, and you know, he would get he would get excited and try to put another one up and try to get a, you know, um, you know, a rhythm going, and it just didn't. I mean, but that's who he is, and that's 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 how he plays. That's what he does. He's you know, he's earned that right to be able to do that in his league. It just those shots didn't fall, but I think a lot of them, man, will fall. Uh, you know, I don't want anybody, you know, to be worried about. Uh, what you saw tonight, he had so many open shots as well that he just missed, um, and I think that eventually they will um, they will arrive. But um, Chaz, man, um, you know what what are your opening thoughts? We got a lot of shit to talk about, but uh, what are your thoughts from the game? Um, I really didn't take anything away from it, honestly, just because, like you saying with CJ, I mean, the dude just had a newborn baby. You know what I'm saying? He just got uprooted. You know, it, it, I think. The only I, I probably saw two shots that I was like, yeah, I ain't like that. But aside from that, it was like I really didn't take anything from the game, to be honest, because if you look at the rotations, right, we got in foul trouble early. We got in foul trouble early. So clearly that's going to throw the rotations off. Then you look at a lot of people saying why they didn't play Trey, which I understand. I think I might have liked to see Trey over Temple, but – the reason you got Gary Clark out there is because, of, like, Trey is a fucking twig compared to everybody on the Heat. So you're not going to see – Trey will look crazy switching on Bam and, you know, trying to out-muscle him for rebounds and shit. I even think JV played solid defense. I, I just – sometimes shit just ain't in the cards, man. I, I don't – this is probably the worst team you could play while you're trying to figure shit out. <laughs> like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Ain't it? I mean, Bam, Bam hit some – Hit some crazy shots. Jimmy Butler had it going. It felt like every time the Pelicans started to make a run, when they started to get down, Kyle Lowry would hit a three. And defensively, man, they were they were locked they they were locked in. Like the game plan was solid. And you and you make a good point about you know about foul trouble, but some of that goes into like their game plan. Like they 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 made you could tell offensively they wanted to get Devontae Graham in as many switches as they could, right, on Jimmy Butler. And they took advantage of that. It messed up defensive rotations and opened up shots for, for, for P.J. Tucker or Max Strauss or, you know, Duncan Robinson. Um, I mean, you know, whoever, whatever the case was, the stationary target, they just play such good basketball. If you're a team trying to trying to 
acclimate new players and, and new roles and new like you say, it's it's the worst kind of team you could play uh game one. And even and even going against San Antonio uh Saturday is like I think I think we gotta temper expectations a little bit because if CJ was like a role player, I think you might, you know, you probably could be like, well, you know, we brought this motherfucker in to do this one thing and he's not doing it. So what's going on? But that's like this person is probably going to be about 25 percent of your offense moving forward. So it's like if not more than that. So it's like, yo, it's going to take some time. And, you know, it, it's just a, you could tell there was a lot of tension on the floor as far as like, all right, what do I do? What do I do? So you're not going to see Graham starting next to him moving forward. You're not going to see Trey on the bench uh, against certain matchups. It just this matchup, I'm not really sure you could have done anything except for put in Snail over Temple. You know what I'm saying? He probably could have provided some jump shooting. But aside from that, I'm not really mad at the game. So we got to talk about Devontae Graham. Um, like it, it, It's a situation, and – you know, I don't even know if it's a, if it's a, you know, an insult to Devontae as much as it's just a, just Jose Alvarado is playing out of his mind, right? He's controlling games, he's showing leadership, he's defending at a at a high level tonight. You know, he's knocking down, you know, he's knocking down multiple threes. He's keeping them in the game. You know, I mean, he's, you know, he's arguably you know the most consistent player on the floor pretty much all night. Uh, Bi Bi had it had it going, but you know was. I just think Miami defended him really well, and you know he was trying to get, trying to get other guys involved. You know he didn't want to do too much and uh, offensively he could have been more aggressive. But you know again Miami knows that they doubled, they they um, you know they knew they knew what spots to attack, and you know they played it pretty well, gave him different different looks. Just you know you got to tap your head off to Miami. But James, um, you know in re- in regards to Devonte, I mean. It's like there's no there's there's no scenario where you know he like he's they're they're gonna play him and they have to play him and you have to believe that you know eventually he can just as he's struggling right now he can you know he can get hot and, and regain some kind of form uh, closer to what we saw maybe earlier in the year but what do you do for him or with him in the process you know to help that especially you know where I mean Jose Alvarado is coming out there setting the world on fire every night and the team just looks. They look different and more energized when he's on the floor. Like <laughs> CJ, there were there were periods in the in the game, especially in that fourth quarter, where CJ was looking for Jose Alvarado. He was looking to find him and clear out for Jose Alvarado. Like that's just how good he's playing right now. Um, so what do you do? What do you do with Devontae? What would you do with Devontae Graham in the meantime, James? Well, I guess the honest with you, this is one of the things that I kind of was worried not worried about. That I was wondering how would how would this work out because I still don't think Jose should start. I, I really prefer him coming off the bench because he gives that energy. But I also think that Jose game the reason why it's so easier for him to match with um, CJ while he was on the court is because his game is just simply predicated off playing defense and and hustling, whereas Graham is shooting. Like, it's, that's literally all Graham is there for is to shoot the fucking ball. And so when he is not making those shots, it's it's like, okay, well, damn. Like, there we go. Like, it, it, it is what it is. And kind of like the Chaz point, I'm not really freaking out right now. Like, I know a lot of people was upset that Graham started in the backcourt with McCullum because a lot of people was like, well, he's not going to do that. 
But I honestly just believe it's just as simple as, you know, up until that point, our star lineup was Josh Hart in that position, and then everybody else was the same. So I'm assuming Willie was just, okay, well, instead of me doing this weird change and stuff because the dude ain't been here and ain't no telling how long, I'm just going to keep it as it was and just swap out Hart for McCullum and put him in the same role. Now, as far and unfortunately, like I said, when you ask like what you're gonna do with Devontae Graham, I don't really think there's nothing you really can do because this is who he is. Like this is who he's always been. He's a streaky shooter. Like it, it's gonna be games where he's gonna be one for ten. It's gonna be games he's gonna be like eight, eight for nine. Like it's just one of them things that unfortunately you're just gonna have to deal with for right deal with until the off season where you get or not that off season, but let's say. Trey Murphy get more minutes and then he started getting his shot start falling a lot more than it had been. It's just and we don't have to necessarily rely on Devontae Graham to bail us out, you know, shooting threes. I just want him to make better decisions when it comes to like dribbling the ball. Like as much as people want him to be like the main dude on uh as a sixth man, I think people also got to understand, like that's the reason why I prefer Jose on the on the uh, bench coming off, if, if you're going to put Graham on the bench and then you have Jose on the bench, I'd rather for that to happen because you don't have to rely on Graham to feed everybody else on the court because he can't do it. Like, you need somebody that's on the court with him that is going to facilitate the ball. And Devontae – not Devontae – Jose can do that. And and I just don't think taking – putting the ball in Graham's hand and having him dribble – because think about it. He's on the court with B.I., McCullum. JV and her, and he dribbles the ball 18 seconds. Like, <laughs> what you think he gonna do when it's just him on the on the court by himself? When it's like a whole bunch of like role players. So here's the so here's the thing. I mean, and I wanna I wanna break Charles up for this because because he he was on my head about about us seeing new new information. But here's the dilemma when it comes to Devontae Graham. You don't get many looks at Jackson Hayes at the four if you're starting Devontae Graham currently, right? Because nobody else, you know, you know, Herb's not going out the starting lineup. B.I.'s not. Jonas is like, like none of the CJ, like that's the only option is Devontae Graham going to the bench. Um, I mean, Charles, is that, is that, I mean, I feel like most of us, that that's what we would like to see. Because I just I can't I'm not um, I watched Jackson get get outworked today by by Dwayne Dedman and that's no disrespect to 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 Jackson or you know or Dwayne I mean it's just J- Jackson got everything going and it's clear that the confidence the motor the game the production it, it it's it's best served starting out at the four I mean it just seems like what's that was what's working for him why disrupt that. Um, so eventually, I think it's something that you're gonna have to go to, and they tried to go back to it, you know, later when Miami went big, and then they, I think that, you know, after we saw it, I think in the first half they kind of went went back away from it. But I mean, what what do you what do you do there, Charles? Does that did did that frustrate you at all? I mean, I, I know you mentioned a few things that were a little bit frustrating in this game to watch. Um, have you calmed down since? Are you drinking? I'm still drinking. Yeah, I I I did not crack open anything. Um, I've had a chance to kind of calm down, listen to a couple of people. I watched the game, obviously, and I'm not going to critique anything that was done 
this game because there's a there's a good chance that it could have been situational. You know, this is what we need to just get the team out there. We got somebody new. If I'm going to nitpick something, though, it's we have a young team. And the team needs a little bit of not role clarity that's too strong, but they need they need to get be given a lane to kind of stay in. And I thought it would make a little bit more sense to allow the veteran who plays multiple positions in CJ, put him in and allow him to dictate how he adjusts, but allow the other guys to um, do things that are more in line with the success that they've been having. Um, and Jackson's one of those things, right? So Jackson at the four, he can't play the five, okay? Um, now, some of that is situational with Willie because you don't have a backup big. JV, if he gets into foul trouble, and then you have Jackson out there, you know, I, I get that. But we, we got to get Jackson playing next to Willie uh, and JV because that is what he has shown his growth in. The other thing is um, I get having another guard out there with CJ so that he's not, quote-unquote, the point guard his very first game. 12 hours after he lands in New Orleans. Um, but Devontae Graham cannot be uh, the on-court facilitator. Uh, it, it, it cannot happen. Um, he has to be deferring to um, Brandon, eventually CJ, um, Herb, Najee, um, uh, Jose, because they have a – I mean – in I'm being funny, but I'm not being funny. They have a little bit better understanding of getting others involved and handling the ball and finishing plays. Devontae has one gear, and that's shooting. And what I saw from him tonight was very alarming in his decision-making. And to me, it doesn't matter whether this is CJ's first game or not. You know, just like I saw something from Jackson when he kind of arrived, you can see things and you can kind of tell, hey, this is something we can lean into. Or, whoa, Nelly, this is something that we have to stay away from. And DG has to be off the ball. He shot, what, 4 of 11 from three? And it felt like he missed everything. But he actually shot above his, his season average when it comes to three-point shooting. That is his role. And we got to figure out a way to get him into that role. Um exclusively because he can't do anything else um, when it comes to facilitating and getting us where we need to be. Charles, Charles, do me a favor. Don't come on this show or any other show ever again and say, whoa, Nelly. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that ever again. Ever, ever again. I, I don't. Just, just don't do it. You, you, you know, it's just not – it's not. It's not necessary. You don't. You don't talk like that, and you don't have to get on this show and act like you have to be that person. I promise you. Nobody. Mostly, uh, maybe ninety nine percent of people will never meet you in real life, Charles. You don't have to say, "Well, Nelly." It. It was. It was organic. It came to me organically. It's Charles, I will. Charles, I will kick you so far out of this chat, man. Don't. 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 Don't do that. Dom. Dom, welcome up. Welcome up. Uh, what do you have to say that doesn't involve culture, anything organic, sustain, uh, anything that's sustainable, or uh, anything about Nelly? 
Well, I knew going into this game, you know, Miami was the number one seed in the East. You know, they're very good defensively. So it was going to be tough, especially seeded coming in with no practice time at all. Nothing was going to click instantly. Um, but for sure, over time, you know, in this next stretch of four games, things will get better. You know, we're going to figure out where we are offensively and hopefully, you know, get the rotation situated. And then once Zion comes back, if he comes back, hopefully he comes back. Um, things will just have to, you know, keep clicking again, and hopefully we can figure things out and make a run. So, um, and actually, that's a, that's a that's a really good point, Dom. I appreciate you coming up and um, and mentioning that. Uh, Mike, Mike, I wanna um, I wanna talk a little bit about about CJ. Just not not the performance, not what he did on the stat sheet, not like none of that. I, mean, I, I throw this game out of out of the fucking window. But but what I'm like what I notice is the little things from from CJ and just just like he changes the way and we it's what we know it's what we knew already it's just nice to I know to visually be able to see it. Talk about like how he just opens up so many different things on the floor for others whether they're whether they're good great average low average players or not just by breathing on the floor just, just by tiny shit stepping on the floor like talk about what he does to open like what he opens up for just everybody. Um, and the attention he demands. You know what's was wild, Chris? I'm watching right now. Watching the uh, the Bucks, Suns, and when, you know it's like when Devin Booker gets the ball in the top spot. You know he's gonna score it. It's like when CJ got the ball in the switch and he, you know, took three for three to twenty legs on the back. He just knows something good was about to happen, and you can just kind of see the defense start to shrink a little bit, a little bit. Um, and it kind of tense up. All eyes on CJ, but even know that, even though CJ knew that everybody was looking at him, he knew that he was going to make the right decision. Probably seven and a half, eight times out of ten. Um, and that's 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 what got us all excited about 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 getting him. You know, you know. Obviously, um, obviously, you know he's going to you know he's going to get buckets. You know, he's one of only seven players in the last five players in the last seven seasons have twenty or more a game. But but. He made some real good penetrating pitch passes. We just couldn't make shots. Uh, we talked about, about you know, Devontae's role. And, and, and Charles, I know you said that we don't need role clarity, but I actually think we do. Because if we don't try to get to where where we want to be and where we're excited, excited uh, that this team can go, then these dudes need to have, have the, it's going to have to probably be some uncomfortable conversations. Now that we have a bonafide stud, a one, a one A, one A, one C, whatever you want to put CJ at, at um, uh, in the higher, in the higher, with him, in the, with, with him behind the eye. It's going to have to be some conversation, and, and probably the hardest conversation is going to be with Devontae, because, because, because I know, you know, you know CJ was deferring a little bit, trying to figure out what guys were doing, what they were shots at on the floor, this, that, and the third, third. Um, uh, but, but Devontae is and he's going to, he's going to, he made some bad decisions. And he's got on his hand like, bro, when I'm on the ball with CJ, like, CJ took it, uh, he, made a, he made a corner, corner, corner drove the ball baseline, and got Devontae a wide open ass look. Why the hell did he not wind up, wind up, just sit there and find places knowing when CJ got the ball, he's going to be looking for you. I didn't see CJ make bad, bad decision when he touched the paint, whether it was scoring for himself or scoring for somebody else. Same with Brandon. You got two dudes who can go get 30 at any game, and you put all willing passes. Like, like for the life of the guy, I don't know why, 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 I don
it just it, it just feels, feels good to watch the game, game game and at the end of the shot clock, shot clock or, or you know we run out of ball you know, some kind of rub bags on the CJ switch switch even if you don't have a switch like you had the band at the top of the key the key and and I said I switch situation and got a basket it was no no it was no doubt in my mind that Something good was going to come from that. that. And that's what and you, that's get, what you get, get to do right there. And, and obviously, and obviously Sunday, Sunday, Saturday, he'll Saturday, be better, better, better. You know, next game, next game, game he'll, he'll get, get better, better over time. Over time. And and it'll lessen a lot of these roles. Well, like, Devontae, when I touch the ball, that's all that's much. Herbal, turbo ball, that's all that's much. You know, as a playmaker, but he'll see, he'll see, you know, as a cut, as a cut, you know, so Herb, not Herb, not he probably will be his match, which is a great ball you know, you know, um, um, but, you know, and somebody else might have been called James or James or James or, you know, C.J. Fonte, he's already, he's already seen, like, like, okay, I, okay, I, I, I can play, can play with this, you know, dude. Um, um, he, he's a legend, he's legend, he's taking open shots, 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 he's not turning that ball all, all over, these types, these types, like, things. and C.J. says it in his, um, his pressure, like, I know how to play, I know how to lead, I know how to professional, professional. Like, like he's that type that of stuff when he, he has the ball in his hands. He knows, he knows to make the right pass. He knows, he knows to take the right shot. He got my knife. He has, he has struggling. I need to go, I need to go, I need to go, I need to lob in the row. I'll create, I'll create, I'll create the lob in the row. So I can, so take I can the pressure, all, pressure all, all, all of us. And I think, and I think two or three games, two or three games down the line, line, you know, he'll hit the stride. Hopefully the rotation will take steady set and then we'll be good to go. Yeah, I know, I know, I am going to lie to that. Part of that, part of that, but also, we want to probably get one string, like, you know, like, you know, 
I think that, I think that was his last year. Last, last, last year, I think my last one is. I really wanted, I really wanted to see Trey Brown. I, I, I really, really wanted, wanted to see it. I think Chad said he did instead. I really want to see him make mistakes. At this point, this point, I know what I know what Garrett Temple got. Let me see. Let me see what Trey. Let me see. Let me see him make those things. Because I would be cool with that. Like I think I think Trey makes. I think Garrett was one for six from three out of five. I think Trey makes two of those. Two of those. You know, two of two of five. I think that those are different looks and and energies different because Garrett Garrett missed missed one. I thought I thought was going to put us put us over and missed he missed it. Trey Trey actually makes those. So so that's 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 really what I have from the night, man. Mello 
I mean, you're not going to put a mellow on the bench because not only is he uh, a really good basketball player, he's also box office. You know, DG understood at that moment, okay, this is my new role. So I don't think it's going to really be as hard as people think it is because he's done it before. It's just more so um, really being put in a spot that, you know, it's kind of opposite of what he's been creating. You know, Willie's been creating this family mentality. Sometimes when you're creating a family mentality, it's hard to have those honest conversations with such a new family. And so, um, and I think just to close up, and I want to honestly leave with a question more than anything, but to close up, we're not going to shoot 26% from the three. Uh, we're not going to shoot 42%. Well, we might shoot 42% from the field, but that, that's neither here nor there. I don't think, I hope, I hope and pray we never only shoot 16 free throws in one game again where the other team shoots 28. I'm just hoping on that. But I think, honestly, with this whole thing, it's a wash, if I'm being honest. I just feel like we're not going to really know what to expect until maybe two to three more games down the line. And the cool thing about it is is we have an upside that most teams who make these big moves don't. We're at home. So it's not like he's got to get on the plane and go and sleep in another bed. No, they're going back to their hotels or and he can hit up B.I. or somebody in the morning and say, look, let's just let me, tell me what I'm doing here. So it's a lot more. We have a lot more flexibility now that we have this five more home games. And, um, and uh, yeah, I think just – I just think we – I think it was Charles said this, or I can't remember who it was said this. We really are on to something with this team. And uh, I th- I like I I don't ever want to disrespect the boogie energy, and hopefully I don't go back into purgatory by saying this. But having a an, a very very talented guard is in the day and age we're living in is more box office unless you're Zion or an Embiid or something like that. More box office. Dylan. Than Dylan. Dylan. I'm not saying. No, hold on, time Before you stop, no, 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 don't stop me this time. Let me. Just, so we're in a guard-driven league, and all I'm saying is, in a guard-driven league, when you have a talented guard, people want to come and see that talented guard because people can relate more to a six-three dude than they can a seven-foot dude that's you know long and weary. I'm just saying, I think the people are going to get behind this team relatively swift, quick, quick, quick in the city once CJ gets his rhythm and once it starts clacking. Because, look, we all are Jose fans. Why? Because we all can kind of relate to his story. That's all I was trying to say. Don't put me back in purgatory. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, clack, clack. And I'm not going to say holy moly or whoa, Nelly, whatever whatever bro said. He was wild. Uh, Charles, you deserve everything for that. No, I can't believe you came here and said that. And you said it with a smooth voice, like nobody was gonna like correct you. And this, this ain't this, this ain't the show for that, man. James, uh, welcome up, man. Uh, I, Organic. Well, no, not James Smith. I'm sorry. We have we have two James. James Six Killer. I, I, I don't I don't understand that last thing. I'm not gonna ask about it. But James, what's up, man? What's up, Chris? Look, at first, I just want to say thank you for the spaces and everything. Uh, it's given me an outlet to kind of like listen to my team. Um, I I go to school up at Boston College, so I'm surrounded by a bunch of Celtics fans, and I hate the Lakers, man. But the Celtics are something else too. So I appreciate being able to you know chat around about the Pels. Um, <clears throat> I had a couple observations that I that I wanted to offer. One thing that I thought um, that I kind of want to see more going forward is that I kind of feel like. Jose and his game fits well with Jackson at the four and what we've seen from him. I feel like 
they play well off of each other. I think, you know, Jose's willingness to throw a lob is something that Jacks works well with versus DG. DG, you know, he looks for his shot. He doesn't really look for that lob. And so, obviously, you know, a lot of this is subject to change when, when Z comes back because, you know, presumably the, the lineup's going to shift, and I don't really know what you do with the guard position. Hopefully, CJ might be running the, the one at that point. But I would really like to see a lineup out there with Jose at the one, CJ, B.I., Jackson, and Jonas. And, you know, it might not be a starting lineup because then you're taking Herb out, and Herb is, I think, too good to take out the starting lineup at this point. But for, you know, 10 minutes or so, that lineup, I feel like, could be destructive um, just because of the way that, that Jose and Jax might play off of each other. Um, and that's really what I wanted to offer, man. I, I appreciate you. I'm going to uh, log off so I can listen. Uh, but thanks for everything. Appreciate you pulling up, man. That was that was well said. And um, we'll get back to that. And I also have a question. Uh, well, I have a, someone had a comment about Devontae Graham that I want to pose to a couple people in here. Uh, but, hey, OG, what's good? Hey. Hey, what's going go. on? What's going on? How y'all doing today? What's happening, brother? All right. Uh, yeah, man, let's just get right into it. Uh, obviously, I guess uh, this is the Graham show. Um, I think I think when Naw got taken off the team, and I said this week, so, I mean, I, I didn't say it on here, but I was talking to somebody else about it. I was like, if we do trade Naw, that spotlight, that spotlight that's burning him to a sunder, that's going to shift right to Devontae Graham. And all it took really was one game for that to happen. And uh, I, first off, I want to ask, like, if people people were saying they saw him playing during the Charlotte years, I didn't really pay attention much. I saw a highlight reel from him from a couple of years ago when he won uh, Comeback Player of the Year. And, and what I saw on that reel, I saw a guy that was dribbling and breaking people down and going to the cup. I'm not seeing any of that in his style. And I think – one person just said that maybe they're telling him not to do that since he's a shooter, but I would think instinctually the game would present situations where he would do that anyway, despite the coaching. And I think it, it, it's it's really becoming uh, somewhat frustrating to to watch him play, as everyone has uh, has said on here. Uh, one of the things that he does that is really really killing me is that if the play doesn't go the way it's supposed to be gone, the way it's supposed to is drawn up or something weird happens, he'll just go to the top of the key, walk backwards and just waste time and then put up a shot that's going to get blocked or just has no ch chance at all of making it to the rim. And when you do that over and over, I would think that the coaches would like maybe tell you, Hey man, you can't do that no more. Like we gotta, we gotta end game on that. And to me, the most frustrating thing about Graham right now is not so much that, He's not playing, you know, I guess how I guess maybe some people predicted in the play is that I think he's just putting out bad, bad tape. I think that like if you if you were to take us in a, in a playoff series right now, before I even think about Zion or B.I., obviously I'm thinking about them hardcore, but I'm thinking to myself, man, anytime he's on there, man, let's just switch on him and we'll just break their entire defense down. And I think that, man, that really a, a team like Miami, obviously they're going to do it better than a lower rate, rated team. But I think that I just didn't like the tape that I saw out there from him tonight. And that's really, it's really concerning me. Uh, I think moving forward, Willie Green will take him out the start line because I think CJ uh, with, uh, with putting Jackson back out there with JV, I think that's going to be a better lineup for us. And again, like someone else says, I think CJ is the type of professional and pro where 
even tonight, you could have just threw him out there. And I think he would have figured some things out. I think he's smart enough to do that. But I, I really think this lineup isn't isn't gonna is gonna stay stay for long. And Alvarado, as far as he's concerned, and everybody we talking about, we're praising this game, we're praising the way he's playing, we're praising the way he's been as a kid. Right now, he's playing at a level to where why aren't you looking at him like you looked at Herb? Why aren't you looking at him the way you negatively are looking at Trey? So if that MLE, if he's not getting a piece of that MLE, I don't know really what to say at this point in the season. I think that he's shown that he can play, and not, not only that he can play, he does versatile enough things when the pressure is on, when it's in, in, in a frantic, in a frenzied situation. He has shown more than Devontae Graham in those frenzied situations other than shooting the ball, obviously. Graham has two game winners, so... That's kind of how I looked at it. I don't want to kill Devontae Graham. I know we didn't bring him here to be Michael Jordan or nothing like that. But in this evaluation of what's going on with him, I think he's putting out some, some, some tape that we're going to regret as a team moving forward if we don't do something to help him out or not, or not put him in situations like that. Hank, you, you, you were breaking up a little bit there towards the answer. I don't know um, if you closed out or, um, or what. I'm sorry. You can hear me now? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, yeah, basically, like I was saying, uh, Devontae Graham is putting out some tape that I think other teams are going to take advantage of moving forward. And now we don't have that spotlight on No, We got that spotlight on him now. I think it's going to be a bigger thing within the team, within the fan base, looking at the way he plays. Now, it's not all about him, but we're talking about him today because it was glaring the things that happened and transpired in this game. And I would hope that maybe the coaches even put him in a little bit better position because he can't he can't be the guy at the end of the shot clock with the ball. He can't be the guy initiating the offense uh, for, you know, most of the game. It's just not his game. But, but the thing that has gotten me weirded out is that a couple of years ago, I saw highlight reels where he was taking guys one-on-one, where he was cooking guys in that comeback player of the year season. What happened between the comeback player and the year season? Is it just a confidence thing? Is it just a, hey, uh, Melo's here, so you're a shooter now, and so that's his mindset now, and he doesn't think about doing anything else? Well, look, Hank, I mean, one thing one thing you, that you do notice about, about Devontae is that is that he is an adult and he's aware, right? So he knows that, you know, you know when he was playing in Charlotte, I mean, it's a reason that the year after him having that great, you know, that great run and, um, you know, and, and being a comeback player of the year that – they went and running for Lamelo. The team was terrible, right? So you know what I mean. You're you're in a spot with him um, where, I mean, look. Well, no, no. Was it was it that year or the year before? I, it was, I don't remember. Yeah, two years, year. two years. It was two years. It was the two year years. before. Was it two years before uh, before uh, Melo got there? He got come back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and and then the year before they drafted Melo was when yeah. he started and didn't and, and, and didn't play and didn't play but as well. But do you I mean, remember do, do you remember like some highlights of his? Absolutely. Like he was cooking people. Yeah. But you know what though? The ball the ball was in his the ball was in his hands. Um he was he was the guy at one point. Like like everything was living and dying by him at one point, you know, I can't even team. believe that. I can't even believe that at this point. Watching what well, I'm seeing right yeah. now, I think that you lying at, lying to me in front of liquor store right now. No, I I, I mean that, that's the truth. I mean so it's a different, a different situation now where, I mean, he's in a, you know, the pecking order is, you know, down the line and uh, he's not a guy who's going to, 
And then actually, I mean, you talk about bad tape. The tape, the tape is is out about him. He's not a guy who's gonna probe and pick and rolls. He's not looking to shoot many mid reds. He made one. He made one tonight, but he's not gonna shoot a you know a high volume of them. He's not gonna get to the rim. He's not gonna create contact. It's just not. You know, we've then seen why, it in flashes. Why is he untouchable, Chris? Why was he untouchable throughout the trades? I, mean, what, I guess what I'm getting at is that when Zion is back doing his thing, Devontae Graham, I don't think he's going to be getting much better shots than he's getting right now. He's getting a lot of wide open shots. Yeah, but I don't think I, I don't think anybody considers him untouchable. You know, I mean, I, I think if the right deal was on the table and they had to trade Devontae to, you know, to grab a, someone that would have helped them, maybe like a two guard or something, maybe they mm-hmm. do it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. We don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, what, what, you know, who who needs or, you know, who needs or wants Devontae Graham right now? <laughs> I, I mean, seriously. I got you. I, I got, no, I got you. I got you. I, I'm just weirded out because I saw him play a certain style in Charlotte, and I'm seeing here a guy that just can't even dribble when he needs to dribble. And it's like, <laughs> what is going on here? So look, um, I wanna I wanna ask um, Everett. I see your hand up. I I got a few. Yo, you know what? Sports drink. Hold up, hold up. I gotta let me <laughs> let me let me let me feed myself. Here. Sports man, drink. You have you, been you been up you you've been up here, man. You've been up here. You've been you've been up here, man. Sitting here patiently, man. And you 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 accepted me as a, you know you sponsor <laughs> it and stuff. I feel like I gotta be nice to you and bring you up here, but I kind of don't want to, but I have to. So sports drink. What's happening, man? I'll uh I'll do y'all the uh I'll spare y'all any sponsorship talk. I'll just say hit the follow button. But I was actually I was in the building tonight. I'm local, and so I'm not not coming in here as a, a huckster. But um wanted to participate in the conversation a little bit. We uh we produce the bird calls. We produce Saints Happy Hour if y'all are Saints fans, and then a bunch of other local podcasts. So uh, give us follow. We'll be able to to do a little bit more stuff like this. Um, we love Chris, love what he's been doing. We'll have a, uh, some live shows in New Orleans later this year that we'd love y'all to come out to. But um, I was in the building tonight, and I think, it was, I think it was five talking earlier about I got sort of one acute point and then one broader point, and then I'll, I'll hop off and let the OGs stay on. But um, those, those big-time three balls, like that one from Devontae, a couple of from, from CJ, it just felt like – the building was ready to explode tonight, um, and it was one of those. Uh, I was talking to my brother on the way out of the game, but it was, um, it, it was really those shots where it would force another team to call a timeout, and that's where I really felt like the the Pelicans they they just had a couple of shots to put Miami on the ropes and never, I mean, uh, against a team that's that good and that experienced, you're never going to be able to knock them out unless you can knock some of those down. You can't, you got to do better than shooting whatever six of 30 from three or whatever, 14 of 40. Um, but on the, on the bigger point, I think they just have to find some sort of production from the backup three, whether it's Snell, Trey, I mean, God forbid Garrett Temple, um, or, or, I mean, I don't think it's going to be Najee, but there just has to be some sort of production in those like 12 to 16 minutes a game. And if you're not going to get it from Temple, I think you should run Trey out there. I, I don't know what Snell is going to give you. I have to imagine a guy like that is a little bit tougher to just plug into a lineup without any uh, sort of defensive rotations and, and, and sort of help there. But um, I, I'll hop off now, but th- that's sort of my only thing. You you got to figure out a way to get a, a little bit more production from the backup three. Uh, sports drink, I I appreciate uh, you you pulling up and um, you know supporting this su- supporting us at the at the end of the day. Um, just do me a favor and don't don't say huckster 
on this show or anybody else's show ever again. Don't do that. Don't don't do that. Don't say huckster. Don't say uh old old Nelly and not, don't don't do that. Don't do that, man. You're better than that. Please. We'll get a list we'll get a list of band words going. Please. I mean I I, I will. I'm good at lists. I can I I can make this happen for you, man. Um <laughs> the no, your hand is up. What's up, man? What's going on, everybody? Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I think the big thing, a lot of people, myself included, are, are kind of frustrated with Devontae Graham. And somebody pointed out that he actually shot above his um, his average, which is true. But I think he also had about the same amount of looks, but just coming off of different passes. You know, I think if you watched uh, Rondo when he played with the Pelicans, it was something ridiculous that, like, his passes to assist possibilities were like way higher. And it was just because of where he got guys the ball. Um, it, it could be something as simple as hitting the guy and like the hips with the ball instead of maybe towards the chin, you know, like where your catch and shoot is. That's a, that's a huge deal. Um, so I think that had a lot to do with McCollum, or not McCollum, Graham shooting better. Um, and I think that will, will come with time with him playing less of a serious role, but I'm very, very excited to see if they do push Graham to the bench, what he looks like shooting off of Jose's passes because Jose will penetrate. I mean, Jose's the smallest guy in the court nine times out of 10. I mean, I don't think there's many guys that are not only smaller in height, but also smaller in build. Like Kyle Lowry might be about the same height, but Lowry's got 30 pounds on him. I mean, that might be a stretch, but Lowry's, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a chunky dude. Lowry's a chunky dude for an NBA player for his size, you know. Um, but I think that's one thing that will be different if Graham does go to the bench, which I think if you – a lot of people don't like to talk about when Zion's back. You know, they say, don't mention it until it happens, which I'm almost in that boat. But I also think, you know, you have to practice how you play or whatever phrase you want to use. You have to train how you fight, whatever it is. And I think that when Zion comes back, your lineup will be McCollum, Ingram, Jones, Zion, and JV. Why would you not put your best five on the floor, right? And so that's your best five, period. And I think Jax gives you more practice and more run with what you're going to believe is going to, what you want to believe is your starting five because Jax just gives you pick and rolls. He gives you running to the rim. He gives you a mismatch, which Zion is every time he has the ball. Um, and I think it's just a lot more responsibility Zion will have that Jax won't have in the starting lineup, which is fine. But I just think it gives you more of a mold to work towards when Zion does come back because Guys are going to watch Jax rolling to the rim just like they're going to have to watch Zion rolling for the rim. So tonight, whenever, you know, McCollum's getting double teamed off of the the pick, that's not going to happen if you have Jax there. That's not going to happen if you have Zion there because you can't walk away from those guys. You just can't. And I think and hope that that is the line of what they go with in the future because I just think it, it just makes the most sense for the future of this team um, to play – how you're going to play in the future to practice how you play and everything like that. So kind of just piggybacking on what everybody said, you know, like we're the lineups were beyond interesting. I, I think coach Willie green has only been out coached one other time this season, 
but it was coaches who he should be out coached by. He's a rookie head coach at the end of the day. Um, he's got championship experience. He's been behind fantastic head coaches and his, his short tenure as an assistant coach. Um, and he's, he's won rings everywhere he's gone. So that's a, a positive sign to know. And, and I think he'll learn, but if you only get out coached by Spolstra all year, that's a pretty damn good record to get out coached on. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Uh, thanks for having me as usual. As always, man, I appreciate you pulling up, man. Uh, Andrew, the host of or, or one of the one of the hosts here of Saints Happy Hour, was kind enough to pull up, man. What's good, bro? Chris, I'm good, man. And listen, I uh, just had a Twitter Spaces myself for the Saints Happy Hour podcast, and I'm happy to see that you have way more people in yours than we did on ours. So you're you're dunking on us right now. Absolutely. To, to Absolutely. use a basketball term, and it's the I'm way for, it's the way it should be, Andrew. I'm sorry, it's the way it should be. I'm for, I'm gonna forgive you for not showing up to ours since I see that you're busy and you're doing your own thing. So I, <laughs> I get that. Uh, but listen, look, I I had a chance to watch the Pelicans tonight, and look, I I think it's a celebration to have a guy like C.J. McCollum in New Orleans, uh, to have a guy of his caliber, and look, Brandon Ingram obviously is on that level, and. I mean, maybe one day we'll get Zion back. So, but, but certainly there's a trio there. And if you add JV, there, there's a quartet there that I think is something that New Orleans can finally get excited about. Because while we've had one player, two players, a few guys, like this is four guys where you start to look at that and you start to look at the future and think about the vision here. And you're like, hold on a second. We, we, we got something really special that's building here. Uh, but I'm curious, and, and look, this is obviously I'm a Saints guy, and, and I, I so I, I ask this as a fan that maybe doesn't know as much as most of the listeners here, but I, I would be curious to hear, you got Larry Nance who you've acquired. He's not going to be around for a while. We know he's out at least six weeks. There's an opportunity for some guys now that Josh Hart is out of the building, Akil Alexander-Walker is out of the building. There's going to be minutes that are going to be available, and I don't know if the answer is Naj- Najee Marshall. What, who is going to get some run here, in your opinion, that needs to step up and score a little bit until Larry Nance is back, until Zion's back? Like C.J. McCollum, it's great he's there, and obviously he's going to have to carry this team to some degree. But I'm just curious if if you're kind of thinking about one player in particular, and you're like. Yeah, he's gonna get more minutes. He needs to play. He needs to step up. Um, Chaz of five. What do What do y'all think? What do y'all think about that question? Do y'all is it is it either either one of y'all have somebody that comes to mind towards Andrew's question? Um, I think Najee seems like the obvious um candidate, just because I think Trey is still really raw as far as uh just rotations and even scoring. You can still see he got that that I'm looking over my shoulder type thing, element about him. And I also think he's more of a, a four than a wing. So I think Najee would probably be the most obvious candidate. Like, if he can seize the moment, that would do a lot for the team. I don't expect him to do that. And I think we should look to bring in a, a you know, microwave-type wing. But I think Najee would be the best candidate. Yeah, if you're going to look at somebody on the team, it kind of has to be Najee. And, and I get it. Um we will probably be really reluctant to to do that, but 
I'm all I'm all for giving guys their 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 chances, especially when they deserve it. I mean, because even tonight he airballed a shot, but that didn't deter him from doing anything else. Because he had a he had a nice couple of plays that was a putback. If I can remember, there was a, a defensive play. I think he got a steal. Like there was all a diff, couple different things from Najee, even after he airballed. So, like, you got to give people that that kind of kind of um, you know leeway. When it comes to playing time, so um, Everett and Andrew, I appreciate you pulling up and, and posing that question. Well, actually, let me go. Let me go to to a uh, to a Nola human, some Nola human. I, yo man, welcome up, um, dog. I, I your your name is rough for me, man. I I want to make it shorter. I don't want to call you human. I can't just call you Nola, and I can't call you some. So. Um, we just we we gonna roll with what we got, man. What's happening, man? I think this your first, second, third time I'm playing. I don't remember. Welcome up, bro. Like, call me whatever you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. That 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 doesn't work. That doesn't My work. Bad. That you didn't you didn't. Uh. That's right, right. there with Woe Nelly. That that's that's <laughs> up there with Woe Nelly and 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 um I I forgot what else was said that was bad. The nose, yeah, yeah, yeah. The nose said something that had chubby in it. I don't remember. We gotta do better, guys. Y'all come up here, man. Let's just not like you. You you can try these jokes on people you live with, or you know you. I mean, there's there's other folks that you can do this with. That that, that wasn't it. But go ahead, man. Welcome up, man. I, I, I'm gonna leave you alone. I pray. I saw Everett laughing. I'm good to go. Um, I mean, one comment to five about the uh, the atmosphere in the arena. Uh. He was right on. He, uh, it, it was kind of funny. I went with my girlfriend tonight, and uh, the row beside us was completely empty. I get up to go get us drinks. I come back to the seat, completely full, packed house, person behind me hacking. I forgot that COVID was a thing. I didn't care. I was cheering on the team. Um, <laughs> but I know everyone's been praising Jose this whole time. Um, I wanted to add to that because that guy has such a smooth running floater uh, every time he drove. He, he, I love how he attacks the basket. I love how he's fearless. Um, I love that he's small enough to accidentally kick someone in the balls when he jumps. Uh, I just love everything about this guy's game. Uh, other than that, I also agree with whoever said they would have liked to see Trey a little bit more. Uh, this, this team, it, it just, it, they were playing like they put everything out on the floor in that last Houston game uh, when they traded away Josh and when they traded away uh, Naw. Uh, and they were just a little flat, so I I was I, I didn't leave feeling too bothered. Um, really, the only thing that rubbed me the wrong way was how ugly and bad those refs were. Um, God, I mean, even their hair disliked them. But other than that, uh, I don't know. I'm optimistic about the season. I'm optimistic about the rest of the season. I'm optimistic CJ is gonna uh, sneak in and. Uh, put up big numbers for us. It's a good time to be a Pels fan, and I really want to thank y'all, uh, Chris, Five, Chetta, everyone else responsible for these spaces, for putting together such a great space for us to talk. It's so respectful. It's nice to just talk sports and not have weird prayer circles with snakes and whatever else they do in L.A. Um, I appreciate y'all, so thanks. No, 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 no look, where, what, what kind of spaces are you in? Am I, am I alone in this? Yeah, room? where you what, be what at, is man? What Lakers wait, spaces, bro? Right. They, wait, snakes and what? They, 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 Last they, night they, they was wild. Spaces. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what what snakes and prayer circles have to do. What, what, what am I? That's what, did what I the Lakers be doing. That's how down bad the Lakers were last night, bro. Yep. They, they, they be having, they down bad. 
He said yeah, they, 14 they were calling the master class, bro. That's snakes and that's snakes and prayer circles, Chris. They had a they they had a prayer circle. Well, you, you know what? Yeah, if they I, had a if prayer I, circle. If, if I'd have lost the Portland, the if I'd have lost the Portland uh, yesterday, I probably would have had a prayer circle too. Tommy season, man, man, you uh you unmuted, man. Go ahead, go ahead and talk whatever you know whatever thoughts you have about the game, man. Uh, go ahead. Man, I just want to say that the league is scared of the Pelicans, man. We won this trade. This all ties into the Anthony Davis trade. I thank God for uh, Anthony Davis, man. Was that it? Yeah, man. That's all. <laughs> I, like that. I mean, that's cool. We won this trade. That's, cool. that's all right, though. That's, that's a haul. We got a haul. I, I, hey, look. I, I, I mean, that wins. Make it down bad. That, there we go. If you got, bro, listen. As as it comes to you, man, just unmute, just unmute and say it, man. That's fine. Look, uh, Everett, Everett, your hand is up. I want to, I want to pose this to you. Somebody, somebody said we being a little bit too hard on Devontae. It says, uh, uh, his 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 ad is Saints and Pels. He says, I don't know why Tay is getting flamed. Dude is a thirty six percent three point shooter, and that's what he did tonight. Plus three steals. There's a reason why he was half the price of the guy we let walk. Y'all asking too much. Everett, what do you feel about that? I agree with that statement. I literally was sitting here this whole time. That's the reason I had my hand raised because I was just like, why are we going in on Devontae so hard tonight? I don't understand. The thing, I understand why because they, they, they've seen him show up so – and then when he doesn't reach that expectation, like he came out hard, you know, making them game-winning shots and everybody just raised their level of expectation for him. So when he doesn't get there – People think he's just trash. I'm like, no, bro. He just he's a shooter. What do they tell shooters to do? Keep damn shooting. And what I took from what I was watching tonight was simply I don't know and play Pelicans basketball tonight. Tonight was about I felt like we were trying to showcase CJ instead of letting him integrate into what we do. We tried to put him out front, especially the fact that JV only took eight shots all damn game. Um, the fact that him and B.I. had the same amount of points, but C.J. took 21 shots. And B.I. only took what? I think he only had 11 shots or something like that. We deferred to C.J. too much instead of teaching him how Pelicans play basketball, which got us from uh, every every every. How do how how do Pelicans play basketball? Explain we that play to hard. Me. We play together. We we freaking we move the damn ball. We cut. All of these things that we've been doing to get us out of this damn uh, three and sixteen to now to playing over five hundred basketball since that. That's how Pelicans play basketball, which I understand why they did it, but that's where that uh, leadership from Bi and understanding that this is his team and Bi uh, and CJ is going to be a part of that instead of us trying to put him out front, and that's what I kind of felt like we kind of did, and it also came to the fact that. Um, everything was on the fly. Coaching was on the fly because they didn't understand the rotations and where people, um, how how that was going to go. And then to make everything even worse, we was playing an outstanding damn team. The Miami Heat are a phenomenal team that has phenomenal players, that have a phenomenal coach. So I think somebody said earlier, this probably was the worst team to play, like one of the worst teams to play on when we're trying to figure things out. But I don't understand why we're going in on Devontae so hard. Can I, can I think I'm this is a, 
team loss. Uh, are we? Can are I, we going? Are we going no, in? On, exactly. On me, no, can we're I, not. Can I respond? Can I respond? No, we not. not. No, we not. All right. All right. So I don't think we are. I just, if you look at the game, if you say Devontae Graham had a average Devontae Graham game, you're lying to yourself. Like it looked like he's struggling. Right, yeah, he shot four for eleven, but it didn't seem, it didn't feel like him. Like he could have done so much. Like with CJ being out there, he could have done so much more. Like he he is just trying to just be a shooter and he has other things that he can do. And it's been seen. Like he can get downhill. He just has to do it. Uh also, Everett talks in hyperbole. He uses these big words that make things seem like they're they're bigger than they are and they're really not. Like, yes, we played the Did you just call him popular. David Griffin? No. Yep. He did. Uh, he yes, did. He, did. He, did. he did. He called he did. him David. Did you just call him David Griffin? Is that because is that because he's bald? Yo, is it, is it, was that what that was? Did you just call yeah. him David Griffin? Yeah, yeah, dog. Like he he <laughs> gonna, he gonna give you these fillers, and it's gonna make you feel like, oh yeah, yeah. Nah, well, no. Devontae Graham can be better. If you don't think he can be better, and I and I I think this I don't think this was like his worst game ever. No, I just feel like when he saw CJ getting trapped, bro, that's like. As a guard, you should you should kill for these moments. You should want, yo, oh, I got the ball. I get to go play, and boom, I can go make a play. He didn't do that. He settled, and he settles time and time again. And he he should know that those shots that he those thirty foot threes that he has to take because he's fucking six foot tall. Like, there's a reason behind that because you <laughs> so, people go ahead. My bad. No, 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 no. Now you fine because I wanna um because I'm we. I'm trying to keep this under or close to an hour here. Uh, Rail, um, you, if I heard you correctly, you said that you think that we that we coming down on 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 Tay a little bit too hard, or no? Yeah, I, I think right, we're coming down on him a little bit too hard. Um, I, I I definitely noticed that he was he seemed to be struggling, but um, at the same time, I think it's just one game and we might be harping on it a little bit. Um, but I'm not tripping. I understand what y'all are saying, but you know, I'm definitely not tripping. So, because I mean, I mean, it feels like I don't, I don't, I don't have it in front of me, but I think, and you can, and you can see it when you watch him. I mean, he knows he's struggling. You know what I'm saying? Like he wants these shots to go in, right? You know what I mean? And he, and from, I mean, recent memory, he's been struggling for a little bit. I mean, it's it's, it's been it's been a few weeks since I feel like we've seen him have like a really efficient game where it's like, okay, um, I mean, and you know, it's tough because he is, you know, he's been. I mean, being inefficient is part of who you, you know, who you got with him. But um, I get the frustrations and the confusion on both sides. I mean, I, I um, Chaz, you got your hand up. But first, uh, I do want to get Rocky uh, up here because I saw she. Um, oh, yeah. Rocky <laughs> had to be ready to run through a wall at 1143 at Rocky. night two days ago. Joe, Rocky. <laughs> Rocky. Rocky, what's happening? Right <laughs> hey, y'all. Rocky. How y'all doing, man? I'm on the road. I wasn't going to make it in time to get back to the house, to get in there with y'all. So I just wanted to let y'all know the Smoothie King Center was lit tonight. I don't care what nobody say. Boogie, debut. 100. Um, It was good. It was nice. I was in there for that one too. But tonight, it was a lot of love in there for C.J. McCollum tonight. From the minute he got announced to the minute he touched the ball, it was a lot of love in there tonight for him. Honestly, I thought he got way more applause in there than behind him get on a normal basis every night. But um, he was lit in there tonight. Definitely was a great atmosphere. Um, I do want to say this about um, Devontae Graham. I do think y'all being a little bit harsh on him. The reason I'm going to say that is this. Everybody's trying to get acclimated to playing with each other. 
right now. And coach is trying to figure out what lineup is going to work and what's not. And when you're playing with somebody you never played with before, you have to figure out, like they said, where I'm going to get my shot from, where are you going to get your shot from. It's a little bit of hesitation in that when you're trying to get involved with each other on a first the first Robin, game. Then, then she got to figure out where she getting a signal from because it looked like uh, Rocky, you broke up a little right bit. I think you, hey, uh, can you hear Chris, we can hear can her. Hear her I think it's your phone, big dog. Yeah. Oh, oh is it me? All right, look. Yeah. You can hear me now? Yeah, go ahead. Ryan. Yeah, um, I was saying, you know, uh, DG, um, I, I think y'all being a little harsh on him tonight. Um, yeah, he had some some screw ups, but I think that when you playing with somebody for the first time, it's not gonna be like it was when everybody was playing together with heart. So I just think that coach is trying to figure out where everybody's got to go, where everybody's got, who's gonna get what, who's <laughs> gonna do what, and I think eventually maybe he may have to come out of the line the, the starting lineup but i don't think the door is closed on him being in the starting lineup yet until zion gets back i just think that everybody is anticipating like this 90s jordan lineup where everybody was going to come out and blow out the heat but let's keep it real the heat is the number one team in the east and we have some kinks that we got to get out while we work mccullum into the the the, the role that he's going to have for our team so i think you know, maybe he might want to pump the little brakes on this and DG because he has been a good 36% three-point shooter for us the entire season. Yeah, he has some little screw-ups here or there, but I don't think he was brought here to be the point guard. So so that's what I think people need to back off of him, like labeling him as the point guard. He's not the point guard for our team. We didn't have a point guard for our team because Point Zion is laying in Portland somewhere. That's all I want to say, y'all. Y'all have a nice night. I'm about to continue driving on this interstate because I still got about 40 minutes till I get home. But go, pals. We'll be doing good on Saturday. Safe, sure. safe travels, Rocky. Safe travels. Uh, Chaz, go ahead. Yeah, I, to piggyback on Rocky, see, I, I think that's another thing. It's like, you know, I, I always say context is important. Devontae Graham is an undersized two guard. That's, that's what he is. He's, he's not a facilitating point guard. He's a high-volume two-guard. And if you want an efficient uh, 6'5", 11'' guy who's going to give you defense and facilitate him, you better be ready to pay that motherfucker $25 million. There's a reason Devontae Graham only costs you $11 million. Because, you know, he's, he's a role player. You know what I'm saying? He's, and, yeah, I think he could do better with some open, wide-open opportunities. But this, the offense doesn't seem like it calls for him to run down, run off screens and play like J.J. Redick. When you look at how players like J.J. play or even how Duncan Robinson played tonight, that offense is crafted to take advantage of their, uh, like, best assets. Versus Graham, like, the like I'm sure there's other players, but a lot of times when you see Willie calling trick, like he's doing, like, the gun making a trigger, he wants Devontae Graham to call for a screen and take a three off the dribble. That's why when you see plays get fucked up and Devontae Graham is dribbling the ball at the top of the key, that's like their default go-to play. Like, when he's going to set the screen, he's going to pull up for a three off the dribble. It's just how the offense is crafted. But, you know, I think, and he's going to be the two when he comes off the bench with Jose being the one. He's just, like, I I think, just got to kind of temper your expectations for this type of guy because he is like a, you know, mid-tier salary guy. He's not like, you know, a big dog, you know. Hey, you know, and look, man, I mean, I, I 
and that's why you know I mentioned early on, man. I I went through all these things throughout the game. You you know you know you get you get tied up into, you know um, you know the ups and downs of the of the game and you know the runs that happened and you know the Pelicans, uh, you know the referees were were terrible for the most part, and then you know they make a run and they end up taking the lead at the um, at one point in the second quarter, and then Miami makes a run late. Um, and they're pretty much playing playing catch up a good majority. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, the rest of the, I mean, the entire second half. So, um, but at the end of the day, Miami is a hell of a team, and that's just. I mean, to me, that's what they came out with a with a really good game plan. And not only are they are they a hell of a team, but we're talking about like from from roster and talent. You know, they're incredibly coached. You know, so um, they, it's their job to make you know to make your life hard, especially if you haven't been playing together very, you know, very long. So, um, and even through that, you know, if there were, there were points in this game where the Pelicans had opportunities to, you know, make another run, keep it close, just weird, just weird shit happened. You know what I mean? You know, you know, Bam, Bam is, you know, is making high arcing, you know, shots off the, off the top of the glass. Um, and he, listen, he had a hell of a night. I mean, it's what he's, it's what he gets paid, it's what he gets paid to do. But, you know, there's, you know, periods where Pelicans get a stop. They, you know, they hit a shot here, they hit a shot here, and then they have a weird turnover, right? It just, it's a lot coming, you know, going, going into this game. But there were a lot of, there were also a lot of open shots, wide open shots that were missed. And not even, not even just with CJ, just some of the other guys in which another night, you know, it may, it may end up falling. But, you know, maybe if you're looking at a situation where, you know, let's say they play San Antonio tonight and Miami's coming up Saturday, you might be looking at a different type of, you know, outcome just because, you know, the, the you know, the the uh, differential of, you know, of talent, just the team in general is different. So it's I, I, I'm with I'm with Chaz and a few other people. I don't really take too much of this or, you know, from it. I do. I would eventually like to see um, a situation where uh, Devontae isn't isn't starting. Uh, it's just I just think it makes I think it, it, it's it's too difficult against good teams, right? And what your your if your goal your goal is to make the playoffs, is to be in this playing situation, and then you know have an opportunity to make the playoffs. I just think good teams are going to are going to eat that up. And if Devontae isn't knocking down shots, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to find real good use for him. But I'm not ready to throw him in the trash or nothing. I I, I believe that um, at some point. I mean, he is streaky. At some point, he will end up, you know, making meaningful shots and having big games for the team again. Um, Charles, your hand is up. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Like, there, the point I was going to make about Devontae, and I think Chaz made some really good points, but whenever you're doing anything, there's two games that are being played. There's the game that involves the circumstances, right, tonight, the Miami Heat. Uh, CJ's first game, you know, involving a new player into those are circumstances that you can't necessarily control how everything is going to play out. My criticism of Devonte is he's losing the game within himself, right? You can control that, right? You want to shoot a lot of shots, high volume. That's fine. That's what you do. That's who you are. But if you're not comfortable creating or facilitating if you're not comfortable making an entry pass to jv the game within the game in yourself is to let me get this ball to somebody else like in basketball simple pass and cut 
if you don't got something that you like, move that basketball and run through. Get your feet set and hope if it comes back, know that you can knock it down. What I see from Devontae is stepping outside of himself, not the environment that he has to play in, not not the Miami Heat's tight defense, not CJ's introduction into the lineup. He himself, as a guard, realizing this is not my zone. This is not my spot. Let me move it, like point five mentality, right? Let me move it. Let me cut through. Let me get somewhere else or get to the open spot so that I can flash and be wide open. I can let that thing fly, right? That is my my problem with DG, and it, and it isn't tonight. It is something that I've been seeing, you know, over the course of a few um weeks or months and and he doesn't need to do that so you 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 know what i wonder charles like are we are we like let's say let's say cj is like he comes into this game well rested and he and he has a really really good game let's say the game is closer down to down the stretch or they or or they end up winning are we still talking about Devontae graham like does this come down to the fact that they just didn't shoot well and a lot of guys were you were were adjusting and we need something dependent on or do you think we would still be having this conversation even after a victory? No, because like I said, there's two games being played. There's the game in game within the game with your in yourself, and then there's the fact that you're still playing the Miami Heat. Now, the, for all we know, the Miami Heat still close that game out, boxes and elbows, defense, rebounding, and lock us down the way they kind of did um, in this game. You know, and we still might lose this game. You know, six points, seven points. Jimmy Butler makes a play or two. And now we say to ourselves, okay, the number one seed did number one seed things. Uh, Coach Spo did Coach Spo things. We did not give ourselves the opportunity. And let me tell you something. When you're 22 and 33, you aren't going to go out and just beat a bunch of teams. The game that you need to be playing is the game within yourself as a, in your team. You're going to have to go out there and figure out what can I control and can I put myself in the right position so that we can get down to crunch time and maybe we have a puncher's chance against half the league that is on paper and in real life better than us, right? We're not just going to go out there and impose our will on on most of the league, right? So if we're going to make the play in, if we're going to make anything happen, it's going to be because guys are figuring out to control what they can control and I think that's that's an easy win for us uh, if we want it to be. Um, if we're going to fight uphill and try to make things happen when we're, we're going up against half the league that's better than us, that is going to be a much, much tougher hill to climb. I don't know that it would have helped us win the game tonight against a team like Miami, but we have to give ourselves that chance night in and night out. Man. And you know it's so tough, and I'm I'm about to I'm gonna get one more person up here, and then I'm gonna close this out because I know he he's been requesting for a little bit. But man, you know, and basketball, you know, just works like this. It was sports in general, right? You know, when you're in that when you're in that period of time in that second quarter where you know Herb is making back to back defensive plays, and you know, I mean, he gets a steal on one end, and he you know, I mean, on on one end on a fast break dunk, and then he comes back the next possession, and he you know, and he blocks a three pointer, um, and you know, it feels like shit. Like you know, Pelicans. You know, they 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 might have a chance at winning this thing. You know, if things things continue to go, and then Herb eventually 
continues to go down the foul trouble lane and just everything goes goes left because you don't have a matchup. You don't have a real matchup with Jimmy Butler, right? Like, uh, you you don't have anyone who can Gary Clark as much as he is going to is going to end up trying. Um, he's not quick enough for the footwork that Jimmy's going to put in front of him and Jimmy's front step. Well, Jimmy's Jimmy's first step, right? So things just kind of just kind of break down from there. Um, and then Bam's having a you know an all world game. So it's just it's too many things working working in front of you. That guy gets in foul trouble. Jonas at one point is in you know is in early foul trouble. So you got to put Jackson out there. Um, Gary Clark he plays more minutes than than he should have because of her. And then Miami counters with you know a big lineup and they outwork the Pelicans for a little bit. It's just you know it's just it's the game within. You know, Charles, you mentioned it. It's the game within the game. There's so much here you know that happened beyond it. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, there are things that you know you look at and say, man, I don't know if I like that going forward. I mean, we'll see, you know, what happens. But at the end of the day, I think we all, and you could tell, you know, the building was was excited. We're all excited about about this team going forward, about um, the journey that they're going to go on, figuring everything out. Uh, Theo, man, close us out. Anything that you want to comment on or mention um, about what you saw tonight? And um, yeah, man, that's pretty much it. So, guys, I didn't see the game tonight, but time difference, I live in Australia. So just thank you, Chris, for hosting all this, and you're going to see me a lot more. We've got to stop piling on Devontae, though. It seems like we try to get a scapegoat every time we lose. And, yeah, well, I mean, we pay him $13 million, and he shot his career percentages. What more do we want from him? He, this is a guy who's also said he will come off the bench, he will do whatever he needs to do for the team. This is a team guy. We're just going to stick by him a little bit. We played the best team in the East. We're just going to stick by it, know that Willie's going to do the right thing. I'll let everyone else take over. Um, anybody anybody want to want to root? Okay, uh, some Nola human. Go ahead, respond to that, and then we're going to get up out of here, man. I mean, just as far as Devante specifically, um, I, I I agree. He shot his career percentage, and what more could you ask from him? I guess when I think of this game tonight, it comes down to two plays that really felt like uh, lost it. I could be wrong on this, but uh, the t- two plays, one of them was Devante. It was he missed a wide-open corner shot. B.I. fought hard to get the offensive rebound, kicked it back out to him. He missed the second. Miami went down and scored. And then the second one was CJ when he missed that uh, open three that has the, that was the long rebound that led to a Jimmy Butler uncontested layup. After those two, it felt like there was a little fight that left the Pelicans. But, I mean, I, I don't have anything against Devontae. I just, when I think of his game tonight, that's the first play that comes to my mind. And uh, as far as him letting the team down, that specific uh, circumstance was it. I know you could pass the blame around to a lot of people, including the coach, but that's why, I personally, I was a little disappointed with his performance. Uh, Hank, he he hit his percentages. So forget about turnovers. Forget about the defensive mismatches. Forget about not driving. Forget about the entire defense being broken down. So I I, I mean I don't know. I just and that's a pretty antiseptic way of looking at it from my perspective. Uh, I don't want to kill him either. We're having a conversation. This is called stream of consciousness. We're talking in the moment of what's happening. 
So this is the subject, Devontae Graham. So it's going to sound a little bit worse than what it is. I'll be tomorrow or the next day, you know, I'll be cheering Devontae Graham on like I do every single game for him to hit shots and do, do his thing. But, I, you know, now that we're talking about it, now that we're, you know, we're in the subject of it, I think it's more than, hey, he's hitting his career numbers, so, you know, back off of him. Uh, nah. We can't give teams video on what they can do to destroy us, basically. And you just got to do a little bit better. It's not all on him, but again, stream of consciousness. Tonight we're talking about Graham because this happened in the game, and that's what it's about. That's all I want to say. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, um, look, man, at the end of the day, it's game one, right, of this new of this new period. Uh, we're going to see a lot of different um, – you know, elements towards this, you know, towards this team's journey, you know, present itself, you know, whether that be, you know, a guy like Tony Snell being in a, you know, being in a rotation soon or, you know, we're looking at, you know, different ways of using Jackson Hayes, different lineups. I mean, one thing we know about Willie is that Willie, Willie will experiment. And we'll see if, you know, if Trey Murphy, for example, if that was just a, just a thing about tonight or if we're back to where we were a few weeks ago, I mean, uh, you know, before Trey got minutes, I forget which game it was. I mean, at the end of the day, we'll see. Hopefully, um, you know, there's some type of, uh, you know, clarity soon. You can People can get the consistency that they want. But at the end of the day, I think they they made the move that is going to, that is going to help this team go where we wanted to go for this season, whether Zion is back or not. Um and shit, man. That's a whole we got for. We didn't even know if we get CJ McCullough. You know what I mean? You didn't even know if that would even if that would end up happening. What you you know the deal that you know that went down. There was a lot a lot tied into this game, man. We all we all wanted it, you know, to happen. Um, and you you know you get a reality check playing a Miami Heat team. But you know I'm with I'm with Hank. You know we all gonna be you know cheering for the same guys come you know come Saturday. And I think you know you're gonna be looking at a different result. You know what we see Saturday versus tonight. Regardless, uh, real, what's going on? Um, yeah, I know you're trying to get out of here, and so I guess just to close things out, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, to Sports Drink. Um, I went over to their profile. I don't know what the hell they do either. I was trying to figure it out, but um, <laughs> <laughs> big ups to them for kind of you know uh, supporting supporting the spaces and everything. And um, I do kind of peek into other team spaces sometimes, and it really is some weird stuff going on in there. So also just wanted to thank you, Chris, for kind of you know bringing us together. I think there's. Um, a lot of times over the last several years where, you know, if I don't get to go to the game with my boy Sean, it's kind of hard to find somebody to go with. And now I got people to, like, you know, kind of link up with, um, you know, whether I'm going with them to the game or not. So, um, you know, I don't I don't know if you realize it, but the spaces is really bringing us together. And we've kind of gone from 12 to, like, maybe 15 fans. So we're getting somewhere. <laughs> so um, <laughs> just wanted to, uh, you know, give you all a shout out and, uh, you know, let you know I appreciate you for that. That's that's dope. I mean, shout out, shout out to me for agreeing with a sponsor that I know nothing about. Shout out, I know, I promise you, I don't know what the fuck Sports Drink does. I mean, and I've been talking, I've been talking to this guy for for a while. I I got an idea. I even went to the page and I read the shit. I have no idea what he does. So I, I I'm just I'm just happy somebody wants to wants to sponsor this nonsense. Hopefully we don't get canceled no time soon. I don't know, but yeah, man. I mean, like, gee, like. End of the day, man. This this ain't like about me, man. This this really is about everybody. And I and I'm gonna get y'all. I'm gonna give y'all like an idea of like you know what I want, man. Like, I, like I've I've noticed that like just the game, in, you know, in itself, like 
and when I say the game, I mean like media, podcasting. It's different than it was five years ago, man. People, people hear people up here talking. They be like, "Yo, man, I like the way he or she sounds." Like, "Yo, man, I wonder if they'd be good at this or that, or, you know, or you know, whatever." Like, "Yo, you should start your podcast." Or, like, I feel like this is while we're building a community and such. I want people to be able to want to start things of their own, man. I, I want people to be able to say, you know what. Like, I, I feel comfortable. I'm good at this enough to where I start my own podcast or whatever, because I want people to eat just like, you know, you know, we all trying to do. I want people to, you know, you know, this region, you know, to where we in a we in a spot to where, you know, it used to be like. And I talked to Jesse about this, you know, who's in here to where there was like this crab, you know, you know, in a bucket or a jar or whatever, whatever you want to call a barrel. Ain't that what it is? Mentality. To where, you know, you barrel, felt yeah. there, there you go. It felt like only like one person could succeed at a time. And I don't think that's really the same anymore. I think that that, that, that there's room, to, quote on space, right, for everybody to really, you know, to get there in one way or another. So, uh, what I do want to say, you know, through this, through this, through this robe, through these sponsorships, through whatever, you know, whatever happens down the line, like, you know, I hope that while y'all coming up here talking y'all shit or whatever, if y'all have dreams or, or if y'all want to get into like this this field, if y'all want to write. If y'all want to talk, if y'all want to start a podcast, respect, whatever, like I'll I'll support it, man. Like I I want to be you know a part of helping my guy, uh, you know Lito, and on Twitter Lito, you know Lito the God, like um, you know he it took him like a minute to want to like really like it felt like to want to dive into some, into some shit, and he one of the most talented people that I that I've met in the fucking city. You know, I mean that's that, that's real. Like he's that he's that good. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't even. Yeah, I mean, like he, he, I can't even, um, and I don't even know how this shit started. We had chemistry. I, I hadn't even met the dude. You know what I'm saying? So, um, for any of y'all that that like really want to do this, y'all really want to talk, y'all really want to be a part of it. Like, yo, like, like hit me. Let's figure it out. Start a podcast. Start something. Let's support it. And it, we can all like we can all like benefit at all this. I mean, I, any way I can help get y'all get y'all money, get y'all sponsorship, get y'all whatever, throw y'all whatever connections I got, you know, let's do it, because it's not this shit, I just have, I just don't happen to host this shit, you know what I'm saying, but y'all the people that make this shit rock, I mean that, that that's really what it's about, so um, you know, this really about the city this about the region, it's bigger, it's way bigger than me, so any of y'all that wanna, you know, they wanna do that, if y'all really, if, you, if it's even a thought in your mind, even how to get started hit me, um you know what I mean? Let's, you know, let's work it out. We need more people talking sports, talking basketball, talking whatever y'all want to talk. I mean, there's an avenue to it. And there's somebody that, that got connections to get y'all in here because we are, I think we are growing as a, um, you know, as a people in that area. So uh, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. Um, I know for Lauren, be, she be getting on me because she's saying I be tired and shit, but um, I do be tired, man. I'm getting, th- I'm approaching 30. This shit kicking my ass man i'm sorry been drinking all day 30. and i've been drinking and i've been drinking all day real i thought I, I was trying to manifest this win i'm drunk and i'm tired this shit is kicking once you my hit 30 ass. you can't do that no more i hope you know it, no i don't believe that I, i'm I, I believe in perseverance <laughs> you should believe, believe it. it no i'm telling I, you i didn't believe you I damn believe sure should believe it. i i believe in persevering over that don't 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 put don't put your limitations on me goddamn chris dog, no. i'm 32 and my hip hurt right now dog 30 like, i'm telling you you can't do this. <laughs> I'm not. I'm listen. I'm I'm the impatient bull for a reason, Doug. I don't. I don't. Um. I don't. I don't. I don't subscribe to those thoughts. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, man. That yeah. But that's it, man. Like um. Look, Jake. Jake put some shit out there the other day. Like for real. Like use these people more and more. It used to be when when I first started this media shit. Everybody had beef. 
Okay, we all this is stupid shit. Blogs versus versus these people, man. I had a drink with fucking Schmidt the other day. That would have never happened, goddamn, uh, four years ago when I started. We had stupid shit lined up about, you know what I mean, about the fucking Pelicans. You know what I'm saying? So like we like I think like this. I'm hoping that this and like you know whatever the fuck is happening with just the city and the, you know like the region in general is like really opening up like more doors. Jake Madison put out some shit the other day, like, yo, hit him, hit Jesse, hit hit me, hit Shemit, hit Ali, whatever. Whatever y'all want to do, if you have any wants or dreams or passions or whatever the fuck you got that want to be a part of this shit or anything, there's somebody that can help you. I mean, whether you got the experience or not, those days of having to be in school and having to do it, it's just now pretty much dead. So, yeah, I mean, holler at us, and uh, I will uh, holler at y'all on Saturday. Lito, man. Um, everybody gonna find out what you said about banana pudding and bread pudding. You in here right now, and you was talking shit to me about what I feel about cheesecake. Niggas gonna find out you don't like banana pudding, and I'm gonna make sure that we put that on the Summer Jam screen. We'll let you know that right now. But, rest of y'all, man, I holler at y'all. Sports drink. Appreciate you, and I'll uh, talk to y'all uh, Saturday. All right.